The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and the disciples went home, and the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel, we see the effects of Jesus' ministry. He has been ministering to crowds, healing them. The preaching was radical, and more and more crowds were being attracted so much that he couldn't even eat. Obviously, word got back to his extended family. Now, these would be his older cousins and uncles. Scholars think at this time the foster father, Joseph, had passed away. And so in that extended family, family was very important because one member could bring the family into disrepute by their activities or statements. So the extended family at the time of Jesus was so much more important than it is today, central actually to a person's life and to the reputation. So the extended family, along with the culture, would certainly question what Jesus was doing. He left a good job, at least a steady job as a carpenter, to roam around as a itinerant preacher. He gathered around him less than desirable apostles, a tax collector, a zealot, and he was preaching countercultural ideas, such as loving one's enemies. His whole Sermon on the Mount was countercultural. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek. Those would be radically rejected in that Roman Empire. So the culture certainly thought he has gone out of his mind and his extended family was very concerned so they were going to bring him back to Nazareth so he could return to his building tables and chairs. Well, what happened to Jesus certainly has happened to his followers down through the ages. The saints, the martyrs, most of them are considered out of their mind. One example is our saint today, Saint Agnes. Saint Agnes was born in the fourth century and was martyred at the age of 12 during a Roman persecution. And basically it was because she rejected all suitors who wanted to marry her. She was a beautiful girl, but she had made her own commitment to Christ to live a life of celibacy. Well, that was a radical idea at the time, rejected by the culture. And so she was arrested, denounced as a Christian, sent to a house of prostitution. But she maintained her purity, and finally she was convicted and beheaded. Many saints down through the ages followed suit. In our own culture today, more and more, as the culture goes away from the centrality of truth and Christian teaching, we are considered not quite right and will be challenged by extended family even, but certainly by the culture. Now, look at the first reading from Hebrews chapter 9, and that's what our consolation is, because God has given us a new covenant. Not like the old. The old certainly was a valid covenant, but it was not yet perfect because it didn't pay the debt of human sin. Those animal sacrifices 
were valid, but they couldn't bring a person to holiness that was required. And so what God does for us, for the whole world, is he sends his son, and we have the description in Hebrews chapter 9, our first reading, describing the first covenant with the tent and the table and lampstand, bread of presence. But then when Christ came, he came as high priest of good things, and then through the greater and perfect tent, which is his body, he entered once and for all into the holy place, not with the blood of goats and animals, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. So that's our consolation. And we're here at this Mass in which Jesus himself initiated at the Last Supper so that we could participate in this perfect new covenant in his blood. So that our eternal redemption is being effected right now, this morning, as we made the effort to come here. Let's continue to then, as the psalmist says, rejoice, shout to God with songs of joy, for the Lord Most High is awesome, great King over all the earth. And offer our own sacrifices, our sufferings, our rejection, our prayers, our work, so that united with Christ's offering and suffering, we would be witnesses to the world. So at this Mass, Jesus is both victim and priest, the sacrifice offered and the one offering the sacrifice. His blood purifies us so that we can be a witness to the world. That in fact, the world is the one that seems to be going out of its mind. And we're called to bring them back into this beautiful, beautiful sacrifice and then rejoice forever in the kingdom of God. Let us pray.